Section 6 of Some Answered Questions by Abdul Baha. Translated by Laura Clifford Barney. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Abu Jalal. 12. Commentary on the 11th chapter of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 10, it is said, quote, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither approve after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked, and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fading together, and a little child shall lead them, and the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. End quote. This rod out of the stem of Jesse might be correctly applied to Christ, for Joseph was of the descendants of Jesse, the father of David. But as Christ found existence through the Spirit of God, he called himself the Son of God. If he had not done so, this description would refer to him. Besides this, the events which he indicated as coming to pass in the days of that rod, if interpreted symbolically, were in part fulfilled in the day of Christ, but not all, and if not interpreted, then decidedly none of these signs happened. For example, the leopard and the lamb, the lion and the calf, the child and the asp, are metaphors and symbols for various nations, peoples, antagonistic sects and hostile races who are as opposite and inimical as the wolf and lamb we say that by the breath of the spirit of christ they found concord and harmony they were vivified and they associated together but they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the lord as the waters cover the sea these conditions did not prevail in the time of the manifestation of christ for today various and antagonistic nations exist in the world very few acknowledge the god of israel and the greater number are without the knowledge of god
In the same way, universal peace did not come into existence in the time of Christ. That is to say, between the antagonistic and hostile nations, there was neither peace nor concord. Disputes and disagreements did not cease, and reconciliation and sincerity did not appear. So even at this day, amongst the Christian sects and nations themselves, enmity, hatred, and the most violent hostility are met with. But in this marvelous cycle, the earth will be transformed, and the world of humanity arrayed in peace and beauty. Disputes, quarrels, and murders will be replaced by harmony, truth, and concord. Among the nations, peoples, races, and countries, love and amity will appear. Cooperation and union will be established, and finally war will be entirely suppressed. When the laws of the Most Holy Book are enforced, contentions and disputes will find a final sentence in absolute justice before a general tribunal of the nations and kingdoms, and the difficulties that appear will be solved. The five continents of the world will form but one. The numerous nations will become one. The surface of the earth will become one land, and mankind will be a single community. The relations between the countries, the mingling union and friendship of the peoples and communities will reach to such a degree that the human race will be like one family and kindred. The light of heavenly love will shine, and the darkness of enmity and hatred will be dispelled from the world. Universal peace will raise its tent in the center of the earth, and the blessed tree of life will grow and spread to such an extent that it will overshadow the east and the west. Strong and weak, rich and poor, antagonistic sects and hostile nations, which are like the wolf and the lamb, the leopard and kid, the lion and the calf, will act towards each other with the most complete love, friendship, justice, and equity. The world will be filled with science, with the knowledge of the reality of the mysteries of beings, and with the knowledge of God. Now consider, in this great century, which is the cycle of Baha'u'llah, what progress science and knowledge have made. How many secrets of existence have been discovered? How many great inventions have been brought to light and are day by day multiplying in number? Before long, material science and learning, as well as the knowledge of God, will make such progress and will show forth such wonders that the beholders will be amazed. Then the mystery of this verse in Isaiah, quote, For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, end quote, will be completely evident. Reflect also that in the short time since Baha'u'llah has appeared, people from all countries, nations, and races have entered 
under the shadow of this cause. Christians, Jews, Zoroastrians, Buddhists, Hindus, and Persians all associate together with the greatest friendship and love. As if, indeed, these people had been related and connected together, they and theirs, for a thousand years. For they are like father and child, mother and daughter, sister and brother. This is one of the meanings of the companionship of the wolf and the lamb, the leopard and the kid, and the lion and the calf. One of the great events which is to occur in the day of the manifestation of that incomparable branch is the hoisting of the standard of God among all nations, meaning that all the nations and tribes will come under the shadow of this divine banner, which is no other than the lordly branch itself, and will become a single nation the antagonism of faiths and religions the hostility of races and peoples and the patriotic differences will be eradicated from amongst them all will become one religion one faith one race and one single people and will dwell in one native land which is the terrestrial globe Universal peace and concord will be realized between all the nations, and that incomparable branch will gather together all Israel, signifying that in this cycle Israel will be gathered in the Holy Land, and that the Jewish people who are scattered to the east and west, south and north, will be assembled together. Now see, these events did not take place in the Christian cycle, for the nations did not come under the one standard which is the divine branch. But in this cycle of the Lord of hosts, all the nations and peoples will enter under the shadow of this flag. In the same way, Israel, scattered all over the world, was not reassembled in the Holy Land in the Christian cycle. But in the beginning of the cycle of Baha'u'llah, this divine promise, as is clearly stated in all the books of the prophets, has begun to be manifest. You can see that from all the parts of the world, tribes of Jews are coming to the Holy Land. They live in villages and lands which they make their own, and day by day they are increasing to such an extent that all Palestine will become their home. End of section 6 Recording by Ebu Jalal